This episode of the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. Tune in for the latest video game news and discussions covering all platforms and genres. Search for Midwest Game Nerds in iTunes and subscribe today. Welcome to the Midwest Film News Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Tim. Today we're going to be talking about some film news, then we're going to go into a full review of Glenn Ficarra and John Requa's Focus. Before we get to that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you would send us any feedback on the show or the things that we talk about. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MFN Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Vine. Search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. 248-7335-MFN or 248-7335-636 is where you would leave us a voicemail so we could play it on the show and talk about it. You can go to MidwestFilmNerds.com or iTunes for all previous 115 plus bonus episodes. And uh, then I also wanted to say Midwest Game Nerds now has its own website at MidwestGameNerds.com and it is also available to subscribe on iTunes. So if you are a fan of video games and video game news and video game discussion, please go and subscribe to Midwest Game Nerds. Uh, but on to our film news segment. So yesterday was the Oscars. The 2015 Oscars. Uh-huh. Uh, did Did you watch, Nick? I did. Yeah. Almost Tim, all of it. Tim kind of watched. I was right next to you. Yeah. Yes, as did I. Um, so, big winner. Not really a sweep, but Birdman got, got quite a few. Some of the, some of the upper uh, awards there. Got Best Picture and Best Director and... Uh, Cinematography. Best cinematography. So that's pretty exciting. How do you guys feel about that? Tim, you didn't see Birdman, right? I have no room to talk on any of this. Okay. The only Best Picture nominee I saw was Grand Budapest, I think. Okay. So, All right. Which well, should have won. I, hey. Because yeah. <laughs> it was really, really good. <laughs> and I'm guessing if I saw all those movies, that would probably be my favorite one anyway. So. Yeah. It was actually gaining a lot of momentum during the show, and I was like, wow, it might actually win. Like yeah. The Academy for once was like, hey, Wes, what's up? <laughs> yeah. And Nick, what did you think about, about Birdman taking those awards? It makes sense, I think. Yeah. The only, the only way, in, way in which it's a little bit confusing, and I know we talked about this in our review, was that the movie really <laughs> goes out of its way to make fun of Hollywood. Yeah, and and the current state of movies. So, and I, I think one of us uh, during the review, possibly even myself, was like, "I'll be interested to see what kind of Oscar nods it does yeah. or doesn't get." <clears throat> but I think when you, regardless of how I felt about the story and and the movie itself, the the feat of directing that movie, of of designing your film in a way that it can all appear to be one shot, and have achieving that level of consistency. Is very remarkable, and the, the director's job is so overwhelming and keeping the whole thing cohesive. People have a hard enough time doing that when the movie is cut, and yeah. then achieving that singular long strand throughout is a pretty amazing feat. Uh, same for Emmanuel Lubezki for cinematography. I mean, that guy's a monster. He's mm-hmm. incredible, and he's been on a roll for like almost 10 years now. I think he's just been churning out like amazing movie after amazing movie. And uh, he won last year too. And he'll probably win next year because he's really good. What did he win for last year? Gravity. 
Okay. And uh, he's amazing. Always works with Terrence Malick, or at least for the last, like, since he started making movies again, I think. And um, he's he's a very, very talented. So I was like, yeah, good job. Because, again, the, that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand to achieving that 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 perfect unison from scene to scene is uh, definitely a pretty big task. Yeah. I'm I'm really disappointed that Boyhood had to go up against Birdman. That's... Because yeah. as as remarkable an achievement as Birdman is, I I still consider Boyhood a bigger triumph. I think my biggest like I'm okay with Birdman winning some of the higher level awards. I just wish that it wasn't that it didn't like sweep those three. The only one I really really wanted it to win was Actor, and it didn't because I was like looking at all the best actors, and I'm like a lot of these guys were really good, but Michael Keaton was like one of the best parts yeah, of Birdman, yep. and it was uh, he was just so much fun to watch. Yeah. So, at least JK won. That was the one award that I was like, if this doesn't happen, we can throw out the whole night, was J.K. Simmons for Whiplash. He needed to win. I think that's why they did it actor. first. They were like, get it out of the way. Yeah, let's Everyone get, knows. Everybody knows that this needs to happen, so let's get it done. Like, that That was the one where I was like, this needs to happen. Otherwise, you know, I they, really don't care. They picked but. a really great segment from the movie to show for him too like a lot of the ones they showed for a lot of actors i was really confused i'm like yeah. why are they showing this scene because yeah. it's either like very bland or the um the reese witherspoon one yes i remember from yes. wild it, it was, was like three so seconds bizarre. long yeah. <laughs> it was so completely she walked into context. a room and went and it like cut <laughs> and it was really i was like oh that was her best part okay she plays a wild bird nick That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. she's the bird from up <laughs> um so other big wins eddie redmayne got the best actor for the the theory of everything none, none of us saw that right saw the movie yeah no, no. okay yeah i wasn't expecting it because i didn't think they'd give it to somebody that young for like best actor but. i thought it was between him and, and michael keaton yeah for sure because i knew he was getting a lot of getting a lot of steam mm-hmm. and actually that was one where they pretty much convinced me during the Oscars because the clips they kept showing, I was like, wow, that does look like a really intense <laughs> performance. Yeah. Like, very, like, my left foot Like, a lot of the things he was doing with his face and, like, his body, I was like, that looks like it's pretty difficult to be convincing. He Maybe he is the best actor this year. But I still kind of wanted to see Michael Keaton just purely for what his speech would be. Because <laughs> his, <little, laughs> his little mini one he gave anyway was really, really fun. Yeah. So, whatever. He doesn't care. He doesn't need an Oscar. He's just happy to be there, like he said. <laughs> he was really happy to be there. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think yeah. he just convinced everyone single-handedly when he was talking. Anyone who hasn't been keeping tabs on I'm like, man, I, you know what? I do want Beetlejuice, too. Like, he still got it. <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting if that's, like, his next movie. His Beetlejuice, he goes from Birdman to Beetlejuice, too. It's like, wow, all right. But it winning all the awards it did made me want to watch it again, Birdman. I mean, more than I already... I've already wanted to watch it again now that I already know the whole movie, but yeah. this made me really be like, oh, maybe I should just go buy it. I'd be down for a rewatch at some point, but I'm not chomping at the bit. Whiplash won a lot too, which was good. Yeah, Whiplash got like uh, a lot yeah, of sound and and um, editing. Yeah, sound and editing, uh, sound mixing. So I was glad to see that. And after watching the the some of the awards last night, I was kind of sad that I didn't have Whiplash higher on my list because it wasn't even on my list. But you know. Mistakes are made. John Carter, 2012. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the movie 2012? Yeah, <laughs> yes. John Carter and 2012. Uh, Julianne Moore got Best Actress for Still Alice, which I don't think any of us have seen either. Best Actress was a very... Because I don't know if anybody had seen a lot of those movies. Yeah, I'd seen one movie, and I don't even remember which movie it was. Yeah. So That was me, an interesting category. Yeah, we had... 
Yeah, I've no, I, I have no idea. It was Reese Witherspoon, uh, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore, um, and two more people. So well, this is a great Felicity film podcast. Uh, yeah. Was she up there? there okay. Mm-hmm. And then one more person, which is the movie that I saw, which is apparently fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, Grand Budapest won two or three at least. Grand Budapest yeah. got uh, best original music score. Costume design. Um, pro- did it get production Makeup. design? Makeup. Yeah. So that was, yeah. What won was... best original screenplay? Best original screenplay was Birdman. Which, yeah. I don't know. Um, Big Hero 6 got Best Animated Feature, which is cool and all, but should have been the Lego movie, hands down. Like, I don't understand how that didn't get nominated. Yeah, considering everything I've heard, I I saw none of the Best Animated Feature nominees or the ones that were snubbed. And (laughs) Like, I don't think I saw an animated movie last year. And based on everything I heard about the Lego movie, I have a really hard time believing that How to Train Your Dragon 2 is better. Oh, totally. Right. Even, like, I saw I saw Big Hero 6, and it's a great movie, but the Lego movie is still far and away the best animated movie that I saw last year. So it's, Yeah, it's weird that it wasn't even nominated. It's yeah. very bizarre. The, um, the performance was fun, though. Yeah, the, the performance Lonely of everything, Island, everything Keegan, is awesome. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. That was, that was pretty cool, but... Um, yeah, so I don't know. There were their uh, imitation game got best writing, uh, best adapted screenplay, which it must be a terrible book. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Probably a terrible book that knows nothing about its uh, subject. <laughs> uh, that's that's when when that one happened. I was like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. So anyway, the Oscars happened. Awards are dumb. Next story. Yeah. Hollywood really likes movies about Hollywood and movies. And, so and people afflicted with diseases. So I think that explains a lot of Birdman. Did we mention uh, Patricia Arquette won Best Supporting Actress for... For Boyhood. For Boyhood. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I was The scene they showed for her, I was like, okay, that was an okay one. I was hoping they would show her final, her final scene because that was the one that was like, wha-bam. Yeah. Like, amazing. But she was very good. Yeah. Yeah, I like Patricia. Uh, that was my biggest my biggest disappointment of the night. Besides, sixty five percent of Neil Patrick Harris's jokes was <laughs> just the complete just vacuum of things that Boyhood didn't win. Yeah, I was like, oh. yeah, that but was... t- a tough year, tough to you know, tough movies to go up against, especially Birdman. Boyhood will be remembered before more than most of those movies yeah i hope so and it was interesting as inaritu did say that in his speech that he's like you know everything we've created all all his other you know not competitors but his fellow nominees he said you know the thing about creating true art is that it will stand the test our, everything will be judged by time right so. everybody's gonna remember the imitation game <laughs> i can't forget it <laughs> um i, I want to throw one thing out there sure for this year's oscars this yep. was the year Finally, that they sat Stedman and The Rock next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Stedman was getting some screen time Dude, last night. I don't think his face changed the entire time. <laughs> Every time they cut away, he was like, no, he even looked when, really confused. Even during, was it the, it was the Common and John Legend performance, I think, where they were showing a lot of the crowd during it. Yeah. And Oprah was all over it. And Stedman, just, just steadfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kept his namesake. <laughs> That's yeah. no. We should also talk about uh, the wonderful couple of Jeff Goldblum and Adrian Brody. <laughs> oh my God! I exclaimed with happiness the first time I saw them last night because they were both wearing white suits and sitting with each other. Like it was perfect. I yeah. was like, "This is amazing." 
it's always interesting seeing who they choose to cut to yeah. in the audience and how sometimes that person is either too prepared or not prepared. Too prepared as in the case of Chris Pr- Chris Pine. Yeah. Not prepared as in like Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood or Robert <laughs> Duvall. <laughs> but no, um I also wanted to bring up uh Gerald Leto. <laughs> I swear to God, as soon as they cut to that shot of Patricia Arquette in the foreground and him with the the focus in the back, I wanted to make a joke so goddamn hard. It just was not coming together. And then Amy put that picture in the group text of the rare photo of Jesus blessing Patricia Arquette as she wins. I was like, oh my God, that was absolutely the joke that I like wanted to make, but was nowhere near having the words to do it. It was perfect. Like that's, that's. Probably my favorite thing to come out of. Out He's of the kept Oscars. that look for a while now. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how the Joker's beard is going to look in Suicide Squad. You miss a hundred percent of the jokes you don't make, Alex. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, <laughs> Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh-huh. if I if it was there, it would have it would have yep. I would have blurted it out immediately. Like even if I thought of it before the night was over, I would have blurted it out. But it just. That whole didn't come together. approach throughout the night of that shot of presenter standing in that position, because it happened repeatedly where they would cut to that camera angle and you just see like a soft focus, whoever back there. And Ethereal. it was just frequently very weird. Like <laughs> some of the out of focus, like Julie Andrews back there. And like, <laughs> it's like the ghost of all these people. It's really strange. In memoriam. No, it's uh, that. Yeah, I think it's cool that they kind of bring up the people who won last year or have won at some point just to give those awards away or like to kind of like mix it up like that because uh, he got supporting actor last year. So like I, it's it's kind of cool to have that. But yeah, I think it results yeah, in some Yeah, I think weird... do you have to be a former winner to present? No. Not to present, no. but they do kind of keep that for the... The big one. Those awards. Like, yeah, because Things Affleck. like sound mixing and everything, those can go to like anybody. Like The Rock and... Uh, was it The Rock and um, not Anna Kendrick? It was um, no, I don't know. Oh, um, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, yeah, whatever they presented, like it's not like either of them have won, even though maybe The Rock should. But hey, San Andreas comes out this year. <laughs> it could be his year. And he's working on Ballers. He just flew back to the yes. set for Ballers, as we know from his Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The Oscars, they're fun sometimes. They have their moments. They have their moments. Yeah. Yeah. That set was garbage, though. I want to put that out there, too. Really? A, yeah, I thought it was yeah. the ugliest Oscar set I've ever it seen. Was, it was pretty, like, it looked cluttered. Like, it kind of looked like Thor. <laughs> Thor, but, like, not neatly kept together. Oh, not man. New Mexico. Oh, I just remember my favorite part were all the heaping piles of jokes at John Travolta's expense. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Those yes. were so funny, he and then is. and then he was in on it, and it made it funnier. And then he got super weird again, and it made it even better. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, he's going through some stuff. I think. Oh man, I all the yeah, all I the get jo- John Travolta's personal life. But those were like all the things I was laughing the hardest at. I was just them picking on John Travolta. <laughs> he was yeah. having an interesting night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny T. Anyway, sorry guys, we didn't do a live stream this year, but uh, it was four. Out of, we looked it up. We had yeah. four hours and forty minutes <laughs> worth of talking last year. And I do. It is recorded on and YouTube, drinking. but yeah. you, I have it as private yeah, because you should probably keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can do a more organized one another year. Yeah, I think so. Especially if we get more listeners and people that actually want to tune in and talk with us about it. 
So anyway, on to the next uh, story. So uh, we had some concept art pop up on Instagram a few weeks back from Neil Blomkamp himself. It was concept art for an alien film that uh, he said that he was no longer working on, but he wanted to share it. And uh, people were like, oh, man, Neil Blomkamp alien, that might be something interesting. And then uh, it kind of turned out he started posting more things and was like, yeah, this might actually be my next project. Uh, he did, he did in between those two things, he came out and said, well, it's not that Fox doesn't want to do it because they're all about it. It's that I don't know if I want to partake in the big studio system at this point in time, uh, which I think probably makes sense given the developmental hell that Halo was in when he was attached to that. But anyway, what do you guys think about a Neil Blomkamp alien film, possibly with Sigourney Weaver returning? And Michael Bean. And potentially Michael Bean, however that would work out story-wise. If it was with those conditions, I'd be pretty into it. Yeah. I mean, I'd be very curious. I'm, I'm, I mean, let me take that back. <laughs> I mean, I'm still into that idea, but uh, that's not the only condition on which I want Neil Blomkamp to make an alien movie. I think it could be really cool. Yeah. And I, God, this is probably the rarest comment I'll ever make on this podcast, but I kind of want him to get away from his original stuff and do <laughs> something with a little more structure. Yeah. Because we'll see what happens when Chappie comes out, I guess. But I've heard good things. But District 9 is such a grand slam, and Elysium's such like a really good bunt. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know what Chappie's going to be, so that's going to be the deciding factor. But I think he might, he might be good like making his like trilogy... His like grungy industrial alien trilogy, and then like make a new grungy alien trilogy <laughs> of alien. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty interesting. I I I've heard good things about Chappie. I've heard it's more of a District Nine and less of an Elysium at this point. But that's from you know a that's good news. Few people. I, I just don't want him recycling that kind of aesthetic forever. And that, yeah. that same kind of story with the. I'd like to see him take all that, all that stuff he's good at, and apply it to something else, and kind of. And I think it'll be good for do. him to like work within a system where there are notes and things where the studio's like, "Well, let's try and do this just to kind of like weed out the ideas." Because maybe if Elysium had somebody in that position, he would have pared it down and made it more simple, or done something different with the message. Yeah. And it would have worked a little better. Tim, is he doing a Star Wars? Oh no, that's no. Ed- Edwards. Yeah. yeah. Tim, any thoughts on Blomkamp? Certainly more interesting than past Alien. It <laughs> yeah. seems. I forget about Prometheus, I guess. Prometheus was a good idea at a time. Um, yeah. But I wasn't crazy about it. Um, Didn't stick the land. I don't think it set the world on fire either, so I don't think anybody really has any problem with that story not continuing. Um, Although supposedly the movie that he's making... I don't remember exactly what I read. I feel like I read something like, oh, it's set after Prometheus 2, but technically every Alien movie is. Is but that what's... Okay. I, I don't understand how that works out because I don't understand where Prometheus 2 is either, but... Well, Alien was a pretty interesting franchise. Yeah. I mean, director-wise for a while. <laughs> I mean, even Resurrection, I don't remember the guy who did it, but it had an interesting look to it. It was garbage, but... Yeah. I mean, it had an interesting look. It had weed and wrote it. I mean, it had talent. Yeah. Um, behind it, it was just not very good. So, I mean, it's someone with a vision. I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would rather. I don't know. Yeah, give it to him. Go for it. Go nuts, Neil. <laughs> 
If he's going to jump into into a franchise, it's not a bad choice at all. It's pretty right. good. Yeah. The only one I think I would maybe rather see him tackle would be like Terminator. Yeah. He was, he was going to make a real Terminator sequel that took place entirely in the future. Blomkamp doing it would be pretty rad. Yeah. I think he'd make a good Apes movie. Yeah. Yeah. That would he'd be a cool choice for a third in the Yeah. Dawn Rise Beginnings trilogy. <laughs> um, Isn't what's his name returning? Matt Reeves. For now. Rupert Wyatt was returning for a while too, but he didn't. So I kind of like to have. I think switching changing it up, it up is yeah. a good idea. I like that but, for that franchise. So. Yeah. Okay, and then finally, uh, I wanted to touch on real quick. We have a casting announcement for uh, Nightcrawler and X Men Apocalypse. Cody Smith McPhee has joined the cast uh, as a younger Nightcrawler. Nick, I know you're a Nightcrawler fan. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about this? I read it and went, oh, like I, I was just shocked, honestly, that he is even in the movie, but I'm not sure why, because I know that months ago they said they were going to probably include him. Yeah. I guess I didn't expect him to be so young. Yeah. But it's fine. Uh, I'm glad that he's in it. I'm glad that Brian Singer, I'm kind of glad it's it's under Brian Singer's direction again, because he crushed that opening scene in X-Men 2. Yep. Oh, man. But I... I hope they go a different direction with his character. I hope he's not. I hope he's the young, like, playful Nightcrawler, the young, be... like, jokester. That's the way he should be. The, yeah, and that's the thing with um, Cody Smith McPhee is I don't. I'm looking. I don't think I've seen him in anything where he's not just brooding. Exactly. <laughs> I, I fr- honestly and singers like that kind of anyway. I don't so. think I've seen him in anything I liked him in. To right. be honest, mm. and um, I've never seen Let Me In. Uh, but the yeah. only I think I've I've seen him in The Road for sure, and he's. I thought he was all right in Dawn. He didn't. Stick out for me. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah. He's okay in the road, although he was a lot younger. I, I honestly I just don't think I've never been like, wow, that's a really gifted young actor. Yeah, and he kind of he's kind of got the look. He's got like a kind of a strange face, and he's really tall and really lean, so that's good. But correct, the brooding Nightcrawler stuff didn't really come in until later, right? With oh, the character, yeah, because yeah, he started out, yeah, very well. When he's when he was young, young, he was a little broody. Right. Just because he didn't understand how to, like, be okay with yourself, I think. So maybe they're going to go that angle a little bit. And by the end of the movie, he'll, like, make friends and, like, be like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with being weird, really weird looking. But I have the coolest power of all of you, so <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> we'll see. It's cool that he's in it. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I love Nightcrawler, and I have, I have a lot of uh, expectation for it. So hopefully it's good. Is this one taking place during the 80s? Yes. Yeah. This, could be, this could be so fun. Oh, it could be amazing. Yeah, I really. If I get Michael Jack, or if I get Nightcrawler listening to like Michael Jackson or something, yeah, and like just having fun, it could be really amazing. Dazzler cameo, <laughs> dude. Now we're talking. <laughs> I and wonder if, if, they K- would... if if Cable's in this movie, <laughs> and if Dazzler's in it, maybe I'll get Longshot. Oh man, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't gotten the Cable announcement yet. Ah, oh, it's the one I'm waiting on, man. Yeah, Apocalypse Without Cable just. Man, I don't know. I don't even know what that, what that is. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's he's doing really. I think he's doing really cool casting, though. I mean, Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse is a pretty huge get. Who do you so. want as Cable? We've already talked about this. I mean, ten years ago, I wanted Clive Owen really bad. Yeah. And right now, I kind of want Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on if they're going to do like older Cable, or if they're going to do like the time traveling Ron like, Perlman Cable. <laughs> is the first class cast in this? 
Yeah. Uh, yes. This is the first class movie. Oh yes. man, this is a stylish cast. Yeah. If, if this is gonna look good. If I can get like like middle middle aged Cable, then I'm still kind of into into Clive. I mean, if they're gonna go like older man old man Cable, Stephen Lang. I mean, he was yeah. he was born to play that part. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see. Ron Perlman. We're if Ron not Perlman, in Kansas. Anymore. Oh, <laughs> Stephen Lang. If Ron Perlman's gonna make <laughs> a superhero movie, it's gonna be Hellboy three. I don't want to see him near anything else That's until fair. until that shit's done. <laughs> Can we dedicate a whole episode to Stephen Lang's Avatar performance? I'm going to write it up on the board right now. <laughs> you should link it's to, bonus to the uh, Funny or Die. die. Um, that's one of my favorite things ever. All right, I'll try to remember. I'm going to try and edit tonight, so I'll, I'll put it in the in the show notes. I mean, if I had had time to, to prep for this question of who would I want <laughs> as, as Cable, I would probably have better answers. That's okay. You can think about it. It might come up again. I think about it a lot, so I don't know why, I don't, I don't know why I'm unprepared. I have a hilarious amount of Cable comics. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. All right, we should move on to our review of Glenn Ficarra and John Requa's Focus, starring Will Smith, Margot Robbie, as I learned during the Oscars. Hopefully they were right. Uh, Rodrigo Santoro, B.D. Wong. Yes, sir. Everybody. Uh, Gerald McRaney and uh, Adrian Martinez. Uh, this IMDb synopsis says, In the midst of a, a veteran con man Nikki's latest scheme, a woman from his past, now an accomplished femme fatale, shows up and throws his plans for a loop. Uh, John Requa and Glenn Ficarra previously directed uh, I Love You, Philip Morris, and um, Crazy Stupid Crazy Love. Stupid Love. Um, and uh, Will Smith was previously in uh, After Earth. Nick, what did you think of this movie compared to After Earth? <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Hashtag take a knee. That's, uh, I want to talk, talk about After Earth as little as possible <laughs> okay. during this right. review. How did you feel about Focus? I really liked Focus a lot. In this, during the movie, I was like, I'm having a great time. Movie ended, I was like, I had a great time. And... In the days that followed, I was like, man, I really actually want to go see it again. And it's as easily poised to be on my top 10 of this yeah. year. This is by far the best movie I've seen this year so far, but that's not saying much in like mid-February. Yeah. Because nothing else of note has come out really. So, <laughs> Inherent Vice uh, kind of came out this year. I stand by my statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really good. I mean, top to bottom, it's it's. It's a lot funnier than I thought it would be, yeah. And it gets a lot darker than I thought it would, and it it really goes up and down and and all over the place, and it's really fun. Everybody in it has great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like I can't think of a single interaction in this movie that didn't feel really genuine and very just honest and believable. Everybody in it's really good. Yeah. Even like all the bit characters that come and go, it's everyone feels very real and. Uh, uh, if it's if it's to the credit of the directors, like man, these guys are awesome because it's just a really fun movie to watch. And every scene, the dialogue's interesting. No, no scenes felt too long. Nothing felt too short. It's just a really, really well made movie. And it felt. I was driving home. I, I was thinking, man, it felt so good to watch an R rated movie again. That's the yeah. And like, and I'm not like some weird scumbag who's like, yeah, give me all the swears and the naked people. Like, <laughs> it's just good to see a movie made for grownups yeah. and not worried about like, oh, let's just trim it down to PG-13 just for the for the box office. Like, no, man, come on, make it make the adults talk like adults do and talk about adult things. And mm-hmm. it was it was really refreshing to watch because of that. And it's pathetic that I have to say like, act like a teenager and be like, I saw an R-rated movie. It was great, <laughs> but it really was. snuck into this movie. It looks really good. It's really well shot. Um, it's like I said, it's well directed. Uh, it's just great, top to bottom. It's a really fun movie. All right, 
Tim, what did you think of Focus? I liked it. Um, there were some weird, I, I don't know, there was some, but there's always going to be logic <laughs> holes in a movie like this. So I don't want to. We can talk about it more. In it was entertaining enough yeah. to where I didn't care about it during the runtime, but there were parts where I went, ooh. Yeah. Um, I liked a lot of the performances. Will Smith wasn't my favorite part of this movie. I thought he's he's still very ever since Ali, I think, around that time period, he's been he's very stoic nowadays. Yeah. And sometimes that comes he comes across as very wooden to me. Yeah. Um, especially when he, especially when he's interacting with someone like Margot Robbie in this film who has a lot of life mm-hmm. and a lot of energy. It didn't their relationship was the one thing that I never really bought into. Okay. Um it kind of bugged me. Maybe but a lot of it has to do, but there are moments where the old Will Smith comes out in this movie and yeah. he's very funny and charming. And I remember, Oh, I remember that guy. <laughs> yeah. Barely. Yeah, <laughs> it's been so long. He's been, yeah. It's just, even in the men in black movies, the second and third one, he's very yeah. stone faced. He makes that phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very much. But, uh, the performances, a lot of the performances are very fun from mm-hmm. a lot of <laughs> actors that you, you might not remember. Um, is there anything else I really want to touch on? I, I liked a lot of the location that they used. I mean, it was New Orleans and um, the other place. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was a nice looking movie. It seemed like it was a nice little romp. And Nick's right about the adult because it um, it's not an R rated movie where you sit there and go, "Whoa, this is an R rated movie!" Yeah. Like you're not. It's just it's how people talk. People say people say fuck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and they say it in this movie. I'm going to bleep that out. No, you should. <laughs> so, Not um, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and that's I think that's why I'm a little more forgiving too of a lot of the stuff that I didn't like in this movie. Um because it was nice to sit in a theater and and watch a movie for grown-ups. Yeah. So Am yeah. I am I the only one that's seen Crazy Stupid Love? I've seen Crazy Stupid Love, and I've seen I Love You, Philip Morris. What would you think of both of those? I liked I Love You, Philip Morris a lot. I Love You, Philip Morris is really funny. Yeah. Um, Crazy Stupid Love, I thought was solid. I wasn't. I know a lot of people. Did you really like it? I love. Yeah, Crazy I know a lot Stupid of people love. that really love that movie. I thought it was good. Like I, mean, I, I think I wrote a top ten that year, and I think that was on it. Okay, but um, yeah. So with that, I I have also seen I Love You, Philip Morris, but I really don't remember it at all. Okay. I watched it as an R three at Family Video, and I I don't remember like loving it or anything. I thought it was interesting, and I thought it was weird, but I really can't remember much about it. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed Focus very very much more than I was expecting to. Although I had kind of inklings that it was going to be something good and something special when I had seen the trailer because I watched the trailer because I didn't really care about it, and um, it's really beautifully put together and i and i think it kind of even though as tim said it just it does will smith is still kind of in stoic mode and and very serious and and i think this movie kind of brings him out of that end spots as as tim was saying and i kind of i appreciate it for that because you know after some previous will smith movies i don't know how many of us had that much faith in him anymore that he could you know turn in a performance that any of us could really kind of care about um, this movie made me pretty excited for Suicide Squad. I think we get a little bit of an idea of the chemistry between two of the players in that team, and I mm-hmm. like that. Although, who knows how much they're really going to interact or not. Those two interact quite a bit. Really? So, okay. Well, that's I was, good. It was in the back of my mind while we were watching I'm, it. I'm Wait, excited for that. Who else is in Suicide Squad? 
uh, Margot Robbie. Oh, is she? Or Robbie. She's Harley Quinn. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, Breaking news for one of the members. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim, have you been listening to the podcast? All the time. <laughs> Brace yourselves, though, because Will Smith's probably going to throw that stoic face around a lot more in yeah. Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe if, because it's a comic book movie, he won't make it. He won't take it too seriously. But that's another one that should be rated R. It should yeah. be very like. That's David Ayer. That's David Ayer. It's probably going to be rated R. <laughs> there yeah. will be an R-rated cut. I don't know if it'll be the one that we see in theaters, but that'd be the good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I really, really love. Like as Nick said, I think everything and like all of the actors seem very genuine, and and all the interactions are 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 kind of perfectly put together and and even just the veil of the con and kind of knowing looking at the different roles that these people play in these cons and seeing how they play off of each other and how long they've known each other or how long they haven't known each other and kind of watching all those dynamics at play is really beautiful and i think they do a really good job of portraying that and and i think the genuineness of their characters that's something that i really loved about crazy stupid love as well so i think it is something that they do kind of bring to the table, but it's also about the people that you they have write involved. it as well. Are uh, they writers or just directors? They wrote this. They wrote Focus. I'm not certain if they. I'm pretty certain I think they, they wrote, wrote the other two. I'm pretty yeah. certain they wrote those two. Cool. I, I so. like a lot of these director tandems we're getting. Lately. Yeah. This is like, this is like yeah we get a lot of duo. I wonder how many movies we've talked about that have been directed du- director duos. It's certainly this. becoming more. Yeah. It's so. interesting. Because I think the the ones I can think of are, have all been really good movies. Yeah. Um, I hesitate to bring something up because I feel like it is kind of a spoiler. So I won't say everything. I'll move it into the spoiler, Terry. Although it is something that's in the trailer. But there was some very, very cool camera work in this movie, which is not... This isn't the kind of movie where I would expect that kind of camera work happening. So I was pleasantly surprised with mm-hmm. that. And um, There are yeah. a lot of neat things visually in this movie. Yeah. B.D. Wong. Oh, my God, B.D. Wong. Him and uh, and Farhad were both really Yeah, really uh, Adrian Martinez. They're both amazing. And, and B.D. Wong was just an absolute joy to watch in this movie. Go ahead. <laughs> no, please. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was reading uh, people online, people's comments, saying that uh, the characters of... Farhad that uh, Adrian Martinez plays and B.D. Wong's character are really offensive and people don't want people to see this movie because of that. And I was like, you guys need to lighten up. Yeah, I don't think Lighten up. I mean, I who was off, Artie, Lang, Artie Lang was offered the part of Farhad and yeah. he said he read the script and was like, this is super offensive and yeah, I want yeah, nothing to be a part like, of it. Like, you, like viewers, I almost like users. Uh, <laughs> viewers or people who have seen this are saying Do you that fight same for thing. the user? And I'm, I'm like, man, you guys... For real? Yeah. Like, just have some fun. I don't like the like their races are have nothing to do with the people that they are. Well, like, it, it's like the people were like, "Oh, he's a really stereotypical like racist, uh, eccentric Japanese businessman." And I'm like, those type of people exist. And uh, well, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, th- I think the fact that he's Japanese or 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 Asian of some kind has no bearing on like I don't know. I don't think it's like. I don't come out of this being like all Asian people are gamblers. And yeah, like, there's no, nothing. There's no. There was like, nothing offensive, and Farhad's a fat guy, and like that's fine. People are fat sometimes. Yes, <laughs> and he kind of owns it, and it's hilarious. No, yeah, there is a weird. This is a problem for me. Period. There is a weird group of like people, and it seems to be growing who should not 
enjoy like who should not pay attention to comedy like at all <laughs> like because yeah. they're like there are a lot of people i think they just like they don't go to they don't have comedians comedians aren't comedians to them anymore they're people that want they want them to make f- feel good about that they can't laugh at that kind of stuff yeah. it's really annoying a lot of it like you can't make a even borderline mm-hmm. joke anymore and i get some of it but there's so much sensitivity right now and it's, yeah and a lot i don't people- want to speak for everybody because if someone's offended by it that may be asian then okay um, I don't want to do that, but I don't think that's the case with a lot of the stuff that it's people getting offended. It's people white knighting basically yeah. for other people. Exactly. A lot of what I've seen or a lot of what I pay attention to. So it's really annoying right now. Um, what was offensive? The BD Wong character, if someone wanted to make an argument for, it, I can see what was offensive about the other guy. I, Will Smith calls him a fat Persian guy I because think. he's fat. Yeah. He's a fat Persian. Yeah, yes. I didn't even. And they call him fat, and his nickname is like fat ass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Artie Lang said that was offensive. Yeah. Artie Lang because they wanted him. Yeah. To, they wanted him to be Farhad. You see they why want... this is a problem too. <laughs> and they, 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 apparently, they wanted him to gain weight to play the part too, which I found funny. I don't know how Artie Lang looks nowadays, but okay. anyway, why, why were you? Why were you chasing down Artie Lang for this role is what I want to know. That's <laughs> really know. weird. I have no idea. Like, Patton Oswalt would make more sense to me. <laughs> Someone like that who would probably be game and be like, this could be really funny. I, yeah. But, no. Just, I, when I, yeah, when I read stuff like that, I'm like, man, this is, this is like the worst case of like people who, who have an outlet where someone might hear their voice and they're like, I have to say something that makes me seem sensitive and, and important and yeah. insightful. And like, oh, that's offensive. Yeah. And, I think anybody who listens to this knows that I'm probably the closest to being that person of any of us, and I don't think this movie has, like, I, I don't know. As, as the three white guys that we are sitting here talking right. about this movie, I don't think there's anything to be offended about. But if you're Persian, or if you're some kind of vague Asian that likes to gamble, please write in to feedback at MidwestFilmNews.com. I am a vague Asian, but I don't have a gambling problem, so I don't feel like I can speak to it. But as I'm a vague really Asian, there. how did you feel, like... I recommend nobody sees this movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was uh, one of the best scenes. Oh, it was it was beautiful. It's very funny. It's it's so per- it, and it's perfectly done. And and I wanted to speak to it. This movie is way funnier than I expected from any of the trailer, uh, from any of like the the media that's out there about it. But I think it's because in the moments that they do chose to 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 that they do choose to show. It shows you how deep and serious it can get, and I don't think that's a detriment. I think it's nice to walk into this movie expecting something deeper and darker and to get the levity, to use a term that Tim first used on this podcast and I took note of and enjoyed very much in the second episode about (laughs) Expendables 2. Um, (laughs) I think the moments of levity that it brings are really, really beautiful, and, and just the way that all of... All of the elements work together is awesome. I think it's very well crafted, and I'm excited for other people to see it. I'm excited that we got to see it before other people. Like, I'm glad that we get to be out. Like, there's no reviews for it on Rotten Tomatoes yet, so it's good, but it's disappointing because we saw it and I went and told a whole bunch of people, and they couldn't see it for like two weeks. Yeah, I know. And I was I know. like, oh, you should go see it then when it comes out. <laughs> Make sure you hit it. Yeah. All right. So I think we'll move into spoiler Terry, unless there are any other thoughts. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All 
We're back in spoiler territory for Focus. Uh, so I brought up the uh, spoilery thing that I thought was kind of spoiler, even though it's in the trailer. The the scene where the uh, like hired hitman or hired muscle goes to purposefully hit Will Smith's car to, you know, collect them. Uh, there's this really, really cool camera thing that happens where I don't know exactly how it worked, but there's no a column to the car and, and the camera just kind of moves through and outside to the car. It's really, really, really well done. And that whole sequence alone is really, really cool. Like it just kind of cuts to this guy that you know nothing about. And then it kind of continues to follow him through whatever he's doing at the moment. And then finally you get that moment of, Oh, he's here to take these guys in. I thought that was a really cool idea in the first place. But to kind of have a little bit of that technical flair to that moment, I thought was pretty interesting. Like I sat there and I was like, wow, that was pretty interesting. I don't think I saw part of the car that's normally there. And maybe it wasn't like Nick and I talked about it afterwards. Maybe there was no A column to the car or maybe they passed it through the windshield because there was no windshield at that point. Or maybe there was like it was on a pan outside. I don't know. But it could could very well have been two different shots, too. Yeah. So it was. But it, it is fun to watch. It reminded me a lot of. Guy Ritchie, that whole gag yeah. of him buying up all the stuff and then yep. sitting and having a pint, everything about that was very, it reminded me a lot of Snatch. <clears throat> I can see that, yeah. But I, it's one of those things, like I, like, I don't think this movie needs that kind of technical flair to be successful, but the fact that it's there, it's good and nice. Yeah, it's great. But, yeah. Um, what else do you want to talk about? I know, Nick, you kind of thought in the theater that the movie almost out-twists its welcome yeah, I'm. I'm so. Even though this is clearly a spoiler section, there, this movie will not be as good. Yeah, if people know anything. If about you it. are listening to this right now, like, oh, I'm just going to listen through the spoilers. I want you to stop yeah, immediately. Absolutely. You need to be done right now. Go see this movie <laughs> and then come back. Yeah, I'm the episode not even will kidding. still be here. Like, I'm going to put a 15 minute music break in this right now to make <laughs> sure that you do turn it off, <laughs> and then you never come back and listen to it again. But. Seriously, stop, go see the movie, come back, mm-hmm. and pre- please proceed, Nick. Out twisting its welcome. If you're still there, for real, yeah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> go, I want you to pause it, go to the theater, watch it, then come back. Yep. Okay. Um, Two yeah, weeks from now, it, when it, it comes out, <laughs> you need to go see yeah, it. It comes I, out this Friday. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so, wait. Two days, <laughs> go see it, then listen. You know what? Pause this. Buy your tickets for two days from now. H- have we run this joke as hard as Neil Patrick Harris no, we're ran still, the briefcase we're, we're joke still, yesterday? I, we haven't hit the <laughs> ground yet. We can keep going. Anyway, please. Okay. Um, yeah, it does, it does twist and untwist to the point where I'm like, either... I was, I was almost thinking at one point, either it's going to settle on Will Smith is genuine the whole time, and I'm just straight up not going to believe it because it's untwisted so many times... Or it's going to fall the other way, and I'm going to think, and I'm going to be just confused and be like, is it, like, it It was right on the edge there of, you know, the whole scene of of the two of them talking at the little, at the little like, terrace yeah. cafe when he gives her the necklace and that. I was watching that scene going, oh, <laughs> like, want to, I, I, as the viewer, like, want to believe him that he's, like, genuine, but I know, I know he's not, and I'm like, but... Maybe he is. I don't yeah. know. And I was watching it just kind of like struggling with it the same way she was. And I was like, 
this is fun that I'm in this position as the viewer that I don't know. Yeah. And uh, then at the end, I straight up thought he was dead. Like, yeah. When he got shot, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's an awesome way to end the movie. I was like, good job. Like, that, that's heavy. But I wasn't disappointed with what happened at but all. I was See, so, I don't even want to say it because I know I was spoiled. I was so appreciative that it was something that they brought up earlier in the movie. Fuck, I forgot to... Uh, that's the one thing I was thinking on the way here. I never take notes of what I'm going to say, which is why every episode I'm in is just a ramble fest. But it, they, there are so many great callback jokes in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And little, from little ones to great big ones. But yeah, the bringing it back around to that seemingly throwaway like, line of dialogue... And as soon as Major Dad knelt down and was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and was like, he didn't tell you I was in the inside. I am so sorry. I was like, fuck, that's his dad. Yeah. And I started laughing right away. I was like, oh, this is really good. This that's... all came together like this. And every man, every interaction between Will Smith and 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 him was absolute gold. Yeah, they were so funny from yep. the very beginning when he was introduced, and then the whole hotel scene was hysterical. That's my, that's my favorite part. That was so funny. And then just him at the end, I'm taking all the money. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is really funny. The, I think that whole hotel scene, just the context that you get from it after knowing that. Right. It's so beautiful. Well, then, I mean, that's when Will, Will Smith is kind of at his best, too, is when he goes up against a stodgy old man like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of, and that's where he, that's kind of the part where I went, whoa, that's Will Smith. The crusty old white yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. That's Will Smith again. Like, this is cool. Although I'm kind of discovering, why do you think he still felt the need to hide uh, Margot Robbie, Roby, from his dad? I think because his dad would say, you're going, you're soft, you're going soft. I knew it. You're soft. You're a marshmallow. Yeah, and maybe he also is relying on the fact that he didn't want her to know that. Oh, yeah. He had to maintain, he couldn't blow... Either of their covers. That's true. It was really good because I think that he he knows his his dad well enough to know that if there was this like beautiful woman variable in the mix, yeah, he was going to be like, "Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we are walking right now." <laughs> so, I I really I was thinking that that upon a second viewing, the whole like second half of this movie would be really interesting. Yeah, knowing yeah. Every interaction between them. Totally. Uh, the ending, the ending's a lot of fun, except for the 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 whole the actual the very ending is really hilarious. And I was like, "That what? Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's their plan?" Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it, um, I can't really think of whole, too many other spoilers other than the though the gambling scene, the Super Bowl scene. Yeah, I was like, I was thinking this is really heavy, and then and I, I began to form the rest of the movie in my mind. Yep. I was like, he's gonna lose all his money. He's gonna have to do that one big con to win it all back. Everyone's going to be pissed at him, and totally not the case. Yeah. And completely great. All of the subversion of expectations in this movie are perfect. See, the, that's where the movie, though, uh, the Super Bowl scene, the Super Bowl gambling scene, that's where it started to stretch for me a little bit, credibility. Yeah. But it was yep. so entertaining that I didn't care. The problem is it was so entertaining that the next, like, 20 minutes after it, I just yeah. kind of I checked out from <laughs> yeah. it a little bit. It was almost yeah. like the climax of the movie. It, and then... it was. It seemed like a really good short film, yeah. like a really good forty-minute movie. And then after that, I kind of lost interest. And then it picked back up again. But that Super Bowl scene, because that's the BD Wong scene as yep. well, and it's so much fun. Yep. It is yeah. a weirdly structured movie in that regard. That it yep. almost feels like two movies. Yep. The, the, yeah, the prologue that I think, like, everything up to the Super like, all, all of it up until the three years later, that's kind of a prologue, but it's still, like, 40 minutes of the movie, which is interesting. I totally see what you're saying. If, like, that was all shortened and the, the Super Bowl scene was, like, the very clearly the end of Act 1 and then three years later, the movie would probably feel 
it would make much more sense. Yeah. I don't think it's bad for that. No, but I, I think I it's totally, actually... I totally agree. I understand yeah. what you're saying. I could see some people being like, what? And it might even be more interesting the way it ends up. Yeah. The way it goes. But it did, it did kind of throw me, and I did lose interest a little bit. That was too. one scene where I, I thought Will Smith and, and Margot Robbie and everybody in the camera work and the direction and all the cool focus gags they were doing all came together, and I was like, this is really intense. Like every time he loses that money and you hear like the boom and the soundtrack yeah. and everything just gets a little weird. I was like, man, that's really well done. And I think if, if anyone's ever gone to the casino and even lost like a moderate amount of money, that's exactly how you feel in that moment. Mm-hmm. Even if you make that one dumb bat where you're like, Oh, okay. Cause you're having a good time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just the chips fall the wrong way. And you're like, Oh, then you have that moment where you walk away, like and feeling like an asshole or you're like, just a little bit more. I'll yeah. win it back, and then I'll be good. And oh man, it's great. It was very good. I'm not watching a gambler. Yeah, I don't. I I'm not. I but I know because I, I don't know. I've played video games. Well, you're gambled. Asian. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, my gambling uh, proclivities are. <laughs> I did. I did not know that was BD Wong while we were watching it. <laughs> I was like, whoever this little guy is, he is hilarious. I saw. I saw his name in the credits, and then when he popped up, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> he was just so buried under that little wispy mustache <laughs> and had his slicked back like yep. grody semi mullet. I was like, man, oh it's it's great. it's beautiful. beautiful. I'm so I'm down to see this movie again Saturday. Like I will totally go and see I this movie. I probably will go see it again. That would be I I'm totally down. But uh anything oh, I did want to say the like the reveal in that scene, the idea that you have no idea about anything. Like, that's the thing. You are very much in Margot Robbie's shoes throughout the whole movie, I think. Like, even when mm-hmm. she's not there, you're still experiencing, like, the same things that she experiences. So as soon as she sees that Farhad's on the field, it's so beautiful. It's such a great... <laughs> yeah, everything snaps into focus, literally. Yeah. And then it's it's just amazing. It's so finely crafted. Like, I I don't know... There are many people that would try and pull that kind of thing off, and it wouldn't come together this clean and as cool as it does. And I totally appreciate it for that. And I think, honestly, there are things in Crazy Stupid Love, which I don't really want to spoil anything for, that makes me see that this is something that is very much there. Like, they have, it's in their wheelhouse to kind of bring those kinds of things together. So I'm, I like that very much. Um, any other spoilers? I don't know how much more there is to say. We all loved the movie very well. Tim, Tim was a little more lukewarm, but you liked it. I enjoyed it. it a, yeah. yeah, it's a romp. It's a good romp. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Nick enjoyed it quite a bit. I think Willie liked it. He did see it with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope we get more movies like this. Like, yeah. I hope I hope it makes enough money where people will go studios are maybe like, yeah, go ahead and like make that a little edgier. Yeah, I, I think if if that's one of the things that people are consistently talking about that they enjoyed about it. And I th- it's something so subtle that I think some people may not even know why they like the movie that much, but to, I'm, I'm really glad that we're all like, yeah, it felt good to like feel, uh, watch a movie that feels natural. Yeah. There, and even if I, there's nothing wrong with a good solid, like double, we've used a lot of baseball. Analogies of this. I don't really even like baseball that much. Me neither. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's nothing wrong with just a good solid. Yeah. Adult movie. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> Adult theme? No. <laughs> Adult theme. And I, it's, it's kind of something that's missing. And it's been missing for a while now because it's yeah. always there's – not, there's not a lot in between. It's always huge blockbuster, piece of crap yeah. blockbuster. So 
It's all about the money. Yeah. It's simply like it's one of those things where it's simply like they don't make rated R movies because less people can go see them, as right. as Nick brought up. So, which is weird because there was a baby in our screening of this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things. Like those free screenings, you never know. It's like the kid. There was a there was a kid playing his 3ds as uh, we were sitting down to watch Magic Mike like two or three years ago, and yeah. I was like, he was there with his mom, mom and grandma. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> really? kid, yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't understand why you're here right now. You seem pretty into this. The thing about this movie too is it's really only rated R because of language. Yeah, like I could have, I could have gone and seen this movie when I was like 13, and it would not have been. There's a little nudity too, it but it would not have been crazy. See, not, I don't even remember. Yeah, but it. It's just good. I, I kind of hope um, The Man from Uncle is a little bit like this, where it's kind yeah. of a grown up movie. I kind of got that vibe from the trailer. I mean, it doesn't seem like something kids would even be interested in in the first place. I think it's the right kind of thing to point it towards because it's not like like people our age barely know who The Man from Uncle is. Like, I know nothing about The Man from Uncle, so I don't know why they would. I mean, I do know why they want to make a new fan base and make more money, but I think it makes more sense to kind of. Isn't know. Kingsman a pretty firm R? Yeah, he was very firm. Yeah. yeah, and that's also kind of in that in that realm. Yeah, the the thing with Kingsman though is it revels in its R at times. This yeah. one doesn't really do that. It's just kind it of, just is. It just is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kingsman is almost like kind of immature in that way. Yeah, and it, that's kind of part of his charm, but kind of part of Mark Millar's thing. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or Mark, I mean uh, Matthew Vaughn, but well, also both Mark of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Go see Focus. Mm-hmm. I hope to God you paused. If you didn't pause, I want to disown you as a listener right now. But yeah, please. right in so I may slap your face. Yeah, exactly. I'll Alistair. take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Let us know uh, if you are a fat Persian or gambling Asian <laughs> uh, or any other feedback. I didn't even know it was us. Persian. Yeah, it's it's a throwaway line. Yeah. It's one of the, I don't know. It uh, is the outrage of the decade and <laughs> <laughs> not a throwaway line uh at mfn podcast on twitter and instagram midwest film nerds podcast on facebook and vine 248-7335-636-248-7335 mfn give us a call leave us a voicemail we might play it on the show and talk about it and uh midwest game nerds go subscribe i think we're going to record a new episode this sunday to be out uh probably march sixth ish so what are you guys playing look for that uh we are playing the order the playstation one of the biggest one of the bigger playstation 4 exclusives so uh tune in for the at for well for that uh for what we're reviewing next week i don't really know we were gonna review this there's yeah there's nothing on the board doesn't tell you anything let me go on imdb right now this is good radio i'm gonna play the focus trailer Tom some elevator music tim <laughs> Lay down a beat. Um, oh, yeah, I know, right? I was going to sing Axel F. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the Lazarus Effect also comes out this week. Okay. Which um, I don't know if anybody cares about that. That's the one with Olivia Wilde, Mark Duplass, Evan Peters, Donald Glover. Quite a cast, yeah, but it's kind of a horror-ish kind of thing. IMD synopsis: A group of medical students discover a way to bring back dead to bring dead patients back to life. I can't speak anymore. Uh, so I don't know. If Maybe. it has uh, Nick Cave's "Dig Lazarus Dig" in it, <laughs> I'm, I'm in. All right, we'll keep that in mind. Uh, Tim, 
the yeah. second best exotic Marigold Hotel comes out. What is same, it all? It's the same weekend as Chappie, two weeks from this Friday. Okay, well, or a week from this Friday. Okay. So, uh, well, I'm going to go see that. Yeah, you should. I was a fan of the first one. We should find another fan and do a bonus episode okay. or something. Yeah. We'll uh, stay tuned for that. If you're a fan of the first Exotic Marigold. Okay. I've never seen it. I would like to. I'm just asking if like, a listener. Oh, yeah, listener. Wanna... Yeah, if anybody wants to not, come talk. And you're not like a crazy person. Yeah, if you, if you aren't a fat Persian or gambling Asian. Or Christian Grey. Or Christian Grey. Yeah. Please come talk to Oh, yeah, that's right. We reviewed Fifty Shades of Grey. It's a bonus <laughs> episode. Go find it on MidwestFilmNerds.com or in iTunes. And also, uh, the wonderful Lance wrote us yes. a uh, a review of Fifty Shades of Grey on the website. So go check that out on MidwestFilmNerds.com as well. Uh, that's about it. I'll have a definitive answer as to what we're going to review uh, early next week. Uh, it might be time for a retro. I know Willie's really itching to review Black Rain. Uh I have been hearing a lot of hoopla about predestination. That's true. I forgot about that. Okay. There's actually been several people aside from you trying to pimp that on me. So. Yeah. All right. Maybe we should do that then. That would be also, good. Also, Paddington has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Paddington's supposed to be quite good. So, all right. We've got some options. If you're listening to this, number one, I uh, you better wait to talk to me until Focus is out and you've seen it because otherwise I'll know that you listen through the spoilers. But... If you're listening to this and you have an idea of what you want to hear about, please write to us or put it on our Facebook. I might put, I might post the question um, soon. Then you guys can talk there. Anyway, that's about it. Um, thank you at Chan Constantine on Twitter for our uh, music and artwork. And uh, is that what it is now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he switched it. He switched it to make it the same as his uh, Steam and PlayStation and Xbox names. Okay, so. I like it. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Kyle X Y, go watch a movie.